Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel, and we're winding up the ninth chapter with these four verses, which give us uh, such a synopsis of what's going to be happening in the future. I want us to look at the last two verses again real quick, and then I want to jump over to Matthew, where Jesus actually references this. So I'm going to read a lot of scripture today, so listen quick, okay? So here's uh, Daniel 9, verse 26. It says this, Remember, this is Gabriel speaking to Daniel. Then, after the 62 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. And its end will come with a flood. Even to the end, there will be war. Desolations are determined. And he will make a firm covenant with the many for one week. But in the middle of the week... He will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offerings. And on the wing of abominations will come one who makes desolate, even until a complete destruction. One that is decreed is poured out on the one who makes desolate. Uh, we actually see decree here again. Okay, He mentioned the word decree at the beginning of explaining everything here uh, in verse 24, that 70 weeks had been decreed. And he says, you're the know from the issuing of decree. And at the end, that complete destruction has been decreed. The Lord knows what's going to happen. All of this has been decreed, has been planned by the Most High God. Now, I want to go to Matthew 24. This is a really intriguing passage. I've actually done a series of podcasts on this, but it's been quite a while. You might be able to look them up somehow. But in Matthew 24, it starts with verse 1. Jesus came out of the temple. In verse in chapter 23, Jesus had just done the great Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites. He had just chewed them out. So now he's coming out of the temple, verse 1, and was going away when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him. I sort of love this scene when you look at all the Gospels and what they paint right here. They're coming out, and it, it had been a really intense moment. You know, I mean, really intense. And now the disciples, I think, are trying to lighten the move here. Say, hey, hey, Master, look at the temple, the building. You know, the construction's coming along really good, and. <laughs> Verse 2, Jesus wasn't having anything to do with it. He said to them, Do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another which will not be torn down. And notice Jesus is being terse with them here. Without, without sinning, he's being forthright. He said, Don't you see this stuff? Don't you see what's going on here? There's not going to be a stone left of this thing that's not going to be torn down. So, verse 3, As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, so what we see is they leave, and another gospel tells us they go down to Kidron Valley, and they come to the Mount of Olives. So as they're sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Another gospel tells us that four of the disciples came. The disciples had some questions, and here what they are. <clears throat> uh, tell us, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And then in Matthew, from verses 4 through verses 14, Jesus paints a panorama of what's going to happen from the time they ask this question to all eternity. He tells them, and it's, it's profound. Verse 4 says this, And Jesus answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. But that's not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places, there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. 
Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, notice when, at that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So in Matthew 24, verses 4 through 14, Jesus is answering their question. Okay? And it's a question. It's either uh, two questions or uh, two questions. One question has got two parts. When will these things occur? And what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? He just answered that. He continues to answer because chapter 24 and 25 is all red letters. Even the stuff that we see at the end of chapter 25 is coming about because of the initiation of these questions. People lose sight of that and they misteach and misinterpret the end of chapter 25 all the time. What they say about 25 is fine, and you see those principles in other portions of the scripture. That's the passage that talks about uh, helping those in need, uh, give, giving water, giving food, and this type of thing to the least of these. Okay, But there's really far more to it than that. But here's the reason we're drawn to it today. Because verse 15, the very next verse, after he says, and then the end will come, Jesus says, therefore. So now we know what the context is. See, I could have just gone to that verse right there and said, therefore, and you wouldn't know what it was. But therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, notice that Jesus calls Daniel a prophet. Notice that Jesus acknowledges that Daniel was a real person. He calls him a prophet. He doesn't call him a historian. Now, what do I mean by that? Remember what I said that a lot of people think that the, uh, the book of Daniel was written much, much later, like in the 2nd or 3rd century before the Lord, rather than the 6th century? Or is that the 7th, 5th or 6th century? In the 600s <laughs> B.C. Uh Daniel uh, is called a prophet by the Lord, which makes me think that it, the older dating is superior. But the Lord is quoting the book of Daniel, which verifies that what the book of Daniel says and is, is true. See, think about that. So here's what he says again. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, that's Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, standing in the holy place. And then there's a parenthetical statement here that the gospel writer put, let the reader understand. Okay, Jesus didn't say, let the reader understand. Okay, some translations, you'll see that that's red letters too, okay? But no, Jesus, he, he wasn't writing this out. He was just speaking this and answered some questions of the disciples. So the gospel writer is saying, hey, let the reader understand. We are being told forthright to understand this. We need to search this out. That when we see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, the holy place is only in the temple, folks, and there's something standing there. When we see that, verse 16, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. 
you know, my time is up and we may come back in the next episode and actually pick that up and see what the rest of the story is since we haven't looked at it in a while here, Matthew 24. But folks, it is terribly important to understand that Jesus is actually giving interpretation and understanding to what Daniel was saying. Yeah, in Daniel, you see something that says upon the wings of abomination that you see something happening here. <clears throat> Jesus comes along and says, when you see this abomination of desolation, Jesus is the one that coins the phrase right there, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet. Jesus gives us a timeline, tells us that Daniel was a prophet. Jesus says, standing in the holy place. Is he talking about some idol, some altar, some statue standing in the holy place? Or is he talking about a person? What was Daniel chapter 9 talking about? Daniel chapter 9 was talking about the prince. Remember that? When you see him standing, when you see him doing this, when you see him doing that, Oh, there's so much here, folks. So much here for us to understand. Again, I'm Dale. We'll continue on with the next episode. Goodbye.